Hi guys. So I wanted to come on and share a few things. And you know what else I wanted to share? Some love. I posted the other day um, a repost. You can see it a couple posts ago. And this awesome coach, she was talking about how like, you know, we need to pull over to the side of our life. And what do we need to do? We need to say, good job, Kath. Good job, Kara. Good job. Good job, everybody who's here. Can you type in the chat right here? I want you to type in, I'm doing a good job. And what I'm doing is more than enough. Can you just type that in? I'm doing a good job. And what I'm doing is more than enough. I feel like there's a global pandemic. That's true. But you know what the big pandemic is? This constant, constant critiquing of like, I'm not measuring up. I'm not doing enough. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Megan. There she goes. Look at you, Sarah. Yeah, I'm doing a good job because you really are. Like there is a freaking global pandemic. And how are we all doing the things like the thing called breathing in and out, being an adult, still managing to find some time to be a mother, right? Some time to work on our business. It is amazing what's happening. And, and even before the pandemic, let's be real, right? Adulting is not for the faint of heart, right? There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff that goes on. And I just feel like once in a while, we need to give ourselves a little bit of credit for the fact that we're showing up at all, right? We're showing up at all. So I'm sending you genuine love. And I would just love if you could give that to yourself today. Okie doke. Um, something else I wanted to say is this coming Monday and Tuesday, did you know that I'm doing a two day live summit? Don't keep your day job live. We have the most amazing women coming to speak. Jamila Souffrant. Do you know this woman? She's amazing. My friend Kelly Roach, my friend Amber Lillystrom, my friend Kelsey Murphy. We have incredible sessions. I will be on every session. We'll be talking about how do you get to the core of finding your genius? How do you own it? How do you put it in the world? How do you start to receive, open your palms and say, let's go. Let's just do this. We're also going to talk about podcasting because each of the women I invited to come has their own podcast and it's become a central piece of what's helped grow their business. I just thought that would be a cool conversation, but I have something even more exciting to say, which is this week, you know, when you get like a divine download and you're like, this is it, this is it. (laughs) Remember that Kenny Loggins song? This is it. Make no mistake where you are. This is it. Your back's on the... How many of you like Kenny Loggins? Type a one if you like Kenny Loggins. I know that is very dated, but what about... Winnie the Pooh doesn't know what to do. Got a honey jar stuck on his nose. He came to me asking an advice. From there, no one knows where he goes. Do you remember the song? Um, back to the days of Christopher Robin. Back to the day. Now, do you know something about the Pooh Corner song? I'll just 
since we're on a tangent, may, may as well commit to the tangent. Here's the story about the tangent. When he was in high school, his principal called him in and said, Kenny, we've got problems. You are going to amount to nothing because you're getting bad grades and you're not showing up for class. And he said to the principal, um, I just wrote this song called Pooh Corner, and I'm pretty sure that that one song is going to make me more successful than anything that you've tried to teach me in four years. And his teacher was like, we'll just see about that. And then it was indeed. Jody knows it. Please celebrate me home and give me a number, please celebrate me home. I don't know why I'm singing Kenny Loggins. If you would have asked me six minutes ago if I would even talk about Kenny Loggins, the answer would have been no, I don't think so. But here we are. Oh, do you know what one of my favorite songs is of his? Do you remember the song, one, not the song, the movie with Michelle Pfeiffer, One Fine Day? It's really a cute rom-com. And there's a song for the first time. For the first time, I'm looking in your eyes. For the first time, I'm seeing who you are. I can't believe how much is true. When I'm looking back at you, now I understand what love is for the first time. Do you know this song? Um, by the way, I, I had that experience because my husband was someone who I knew for three years before we started dating. He was a friend. He was a next door neighbor. And I didn't see him until I could see him. And then I remember when I finally saw him for the first time in a new way. And I was like, I'm seeing you for the first time. Like I see it different. Anyways, there's a lot of digressing here. So the thing that I said, this is it is I was talking to my team and I was talking about what I really want to do with people. And we had had this conversation about like, oh, you know, everybody wants to like, what's the game? Who wants to be a millionaire of the show? And I said, do you know what people want even more than that? They want to be a quitter. They want to ring the bell and quit their freaking job. <laughs> and the reason I know this is because this is what I hear from people every single day. Forget seven figures. I want to be able to quit my job. I want to be able to just quit my job and do something that I love. Do you know that they're calling this period in time right now, the great resignation? Nobody wants to go back to the office. You know what happens during a global pandemic? You get a second to come home for more time than normal. And you're like, I don't like doing that. I don't want to go do that. I don't want to work for that person. Do you guys remember and say anything? John Cusack's character was like, I don't want to make anything or sell anything. I don't want to make or buy anything that's made by or for anyone. Remember that? <laughs> and her, uh, Ioni Sky's, uh, dad was like, so what do you want to do? And he's like, kickboxing. In any case, I think this is what's happening. Um, I'm seeing articles everywhere. And I was up to this way before the pandemic. I was like, get out of your job. It sucks. Um, and the reason why is because I believe and I know, I mean, I have evidence of it. It's not like a woo-woo thing to believe that you can make money doing what you love. Of course you can. Go find six examples of that today 
in your Instagram. Find the people who are opening their own floral shops or making cake pops or doing their own coaching or what. Of course, like, of course, this is not like, ooh, like this, she's seeing like visions of like, she's hallucinating. It's like, of course. So this is what we decided. I was like, I want people to ring the bell every single day. I'm out. I'm quitting. I'm done. And not in an irresponsible way. I want you to build the runway. I want you to set your sights on, okay, 90 days from now, I'm ringing the bell. Six months from now, I'm ringing the bell. And then I want you to actively have the support and I want you to quit. I want you to be a quitter. So I want to make you a quitter. <laughs> also, there's so many things I want you to quit. I want you to quit smoking. Um, I do. If, if you're smoking, don't smoke. I want you to live. But what I also want you to quit is I want you to quit being perfect. I want you to quit being hard on yourself. I want you to quit working and living your life the way other people want you. I want you to quit over-functioning. I want you to quit pleasing. I want you to quit doing the things that other people want you to do. I want you to quit worrying what other people are going to think of you. I want you to quit so many things. And most importantly, I want you to quit anything that feels like a job. I don't want you to do a job. I want you to do your life's work. I want you to wake up and be like, you know what? God gave me something. It's a something. It doesn't have to be Beyonce's something. It's your something. And I want you to claim it. I want you to fully embrace it. And I want you to take the Hansel and Gretel breadcrumbs and start down the path of being willing to explore what that gift is. And then I want you to do that. And I want you to get paid to do that. Whether you're making puffy paint, 80s themes, jackets, or you are going to be taking women out into nature and taking them to Sedona to hold crystals, or you are going to be um, making New Orleans style funnel cakes. I want you getting paid without the job part. My work doesn't feel like a job because it feels like my calling. In fact, the other day, my husband and I were like talking about how much of my time I spend with my kids, how much I spend with my husband, how much I spend at work, how much I spend on myself. And I said, you know, the truth is I don't do a lot of those traditional self-care type things, right? I'm not doing a, a consistent Pilates class. I'm not taking massages and like all that. I get it. I probably could do more. But I said, I spend a lot of time working, except that the working part feels good for me. It feels selfish. You know what selfish means? It means being focused on self, but self isn't like a small I. Self is a big I. Self is not a narrative of an ego. Self is source, right? Self is, these are the gifts that the divine has put in me. And when I focus on that, I'm able to actually give that away. And what does the self, the true self, the source of the source, what do we really crave? We crave connection. We crave contribution. So that's a good kind of selfish, right? That's a good kind where you are being connected in alignment to what really is at the root of you. And then you're connecting with other people. And that is like the best way to actually bring other people's self in. So a lot of this selflessness is actually kind of separating us from alignment. It's like, oh, I'm going to listen to what you want me to do. I'm not going to say, I'm not, I'm going to abandon myself to belong to you. So I won't say how I really feel on social media. I won't actually get up and pee if my dad's here because I don't want to offend. Like what, what are the things that you have literally not done because you want to belong? And don't get me started on the ways in which this has gone down in the last 
five, six, seven years, like it just gets worse and worse. And people are so afraid to say like, here's what I think, here's what I believe, because there's no tolerance for people to actually think anything other than what the crowd wants you to think. And that's so gross and so terrifying and so ridiculous. But the bottom line is, I want people to quit all of that. So I started something called the Quitters Club because I want you in that club. I want you to be a proud member. I want you to be able to say, I quit. I want you to know the date that you quit. I want you to quit. And when you quit, I want you to be clear that what you're quitting is you're quitting living life on other people's terms. So I started the Quitters Club and here's what it is. The Quitters Club gives you three things. The one thing, the first thing is several classes that you can watch on your own time. The first one is the five steps to ditch your day job. It's going to get you prepared. It comes with a workbook. And then there's the confidence code, which is my one of my best classes on how to overcome imposter syndrome. Because this whole thing, you guys, it's it's false humility. This whole like, who am I to do this? No, no, no. Who are you not to do this? You are needed here. You are put on this spinning blue ball, this one speck of life in the whole universe. You're here, you're on it because you're needed to add your gift to the world. You don't get to bow out of that. Your soul, when you came down into this planet, you signed a contract. You committed to doing the job that you came to do. You don't get to bow out of that. So when you get it and it's about that, you don't need to have imposter syndrome because you are qualified to do the assignment that you were given and you know it. And we all have a different assignment and you hear that. You hear that, right? Some people are like, I just feel like I'm supposed to speak. I feel like I'm supposed to teach. I feel like I'm supposed to sew. I feel like if that's right, that's right. You're getting warmer, right? So in the Quitters Club, you get a bunch of classes that you're going to watch on your own time. And for those of you who want to do down the road, you want to do like a bigger, more immersive thing with me, like me to do this, this will prepare you for that. Um, not only that, but what we're going to do is when you're in the quitters club, you can use the money you spent on the quitters club to apply towards made to do this. If you want to do made to do this in the future, cause it won't happen again till, till 2022. The other thing you get in the quitters club is you get to actually be part of a club. So there's going to be a private community for the people who are quitters. And we have a bunch of stuff up our sleeves. When you guys take steps towards ringing the bell and quitting, we're going to celebrate you. When you ring the bell and quit, we're going to cue the confetti, send you a box of stuff. You know what else we're going to do in there? We're going to have, you know how they have like baby showers? We're going to have business showers. Instead of having housewarming parties, we're going to have business warming parties. So when somebody says, I quit, I rung the bell, I'm starting my Etsy shop, I'm going all in, I quit, I rung the bell, I've already sold 800 cups of these, you know, custards. We're going to say, what do you need? What's on your registry? We're going to help those people. We're going to help each other to get off this fricking hamster wheel because it is the most impractical. People are like, it's so impractical to quit your job. No, you know what's impractical? Taking the very best, healthiest years of your life and saying, I'm going to give that away. That's that, that feels right. Cause at the end of the day, the, the getting to be happy part, the getting to play the violin or do the thing you want to do. Isn't that the whole deal? Like making the most of the time we have blowing those bubbles, sitting down and getting your hands messy because you like to bake. So then you bake all day. Yeah. That should be the most practical thing is focusing on that. And we are not taught that we are raised 
and brainwashed to believe that we are like factory workers and we need to stay in line and speak when we're spoken to. And it's so, it, it, it takes away all of our intuitive impulses. It takes away the, why don't I just get into exploring it? No, 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 no. You don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. No, of course you want to do that. Of course you want to do that. So you're going to join the quitters club. Now, when you join the quitters club, here's the other thing. I'm having a live event. As I said, this coming Monday and Tuesday, you're going to get a free ticket to that. So if you want to check this out, you're going to go to kathyheller.com slash quitter. And you're going to go see what it's all about. I am so impressed with my team. This is the most beautiful sales page we've ever had. Just go look at it. Even if you don't want to join, just go look at it because it's such a good sales page. It's like perfect. Also in the quitters club, you get master classes with women who I, I don't know how to scream their name. Allison Bird is going to melt your face off. You need to watch this master class. Christy Wright, ridiculous. It's like insane. Just go check it out. I think it's one of the coolest, most satisfying things that I've ever offered. So that's there for you. Go to kathyhill.com slash quitter. Check it out. Also, I'm here not just to share that announcement, but because I want to hear what's going on with you guys. And I thought maybe I can answer some questions. Maybe you can answer some questions. But do you guys have any questions or answers for me? If you do, drop them in there. Drop them in there. Um, I am, Megan said it's really good. I laid in bed, poured over it this morning. Thank you. I know she did. My team gets me. They hear me. They're, it's, it's so satisfying. Um, thrive by action. Kathy is connected with the most beautiful community of like-minded women and a few men too. I'm so glad. I do feel that the people who are connected to this work that we're doing here, our community is like the kindest group of souls, isn't it? Um, so, let me tell you something that's going on in my life. You want to hear like juicy stuff? So I was in LA for three and a half weeks, almost four weeks. And, um, I, I was like feeling, you know, maybe I'm supposed to be back in California. I'll tell you some juicy stuff. You want to get into it? Let's have some coffee. Let's do a coffee chat right now. I've got the coffee. I've got the chat. You're here. Let's get into it. You want to hear about my life behind the scenes? Okay, here we go. So, I was in LA and I was um, there to do some meetings about a TV show. That's the big reveal. And you know what, my friends? I will tell you this. It is amazing and it's so humbling and it is so fascinating. At every point in your journey, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where you've already been. When you step into new shoes and you walk into a new gym, you're the new kid in that gym and you got to learn that equipment and you got to figure out where everything is and you got to find your place. It's just like, there's always next level, right? New board, new game, new rules, right? So you're continuing to have to listen to your intuition and go, okay, you know, who, who do I partner with here? Who do I not? Uh, what's getting me off course? What's keeping me on course? It's fascinating. So I have known for a while, you know, you know, when you're a plant, you, you, if you, if not when, you know, when you're, you're like, no, I don't, I haven't been a plant in a while, but you know, when you're taking care of a plant, it has a pot 
And then the plant grows if you're doing a good job, which I don't know that I do such a good job. Um, my friend Patrice Washington was very kind and she sent me a plant and I've been keeping it alive. So I keep watering it. So that's a start. But if you take care of a plant, what happens is eventually it will grow to the point where it outgrows its pot. Then it needs a new pot. It needs a bigger pot. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So we all know when we have outgrown the first pot and we are ready to be transferred into the next pot. Type of one, if you know what I'm talking about. So I have felt that I need to stretch. It's like, I'm doing the sun salutations. It's time for down dog. It's, you know, you do the down dog for a while. You're like ready for the inversions. Like, let's go, let's pick it up a little. So this podcast has been such a blessing. I've been just, just continuing to ask myself, how can I keep going, pouring in? We created made to do this. Made to do this has been just such a gift, such a blessing, so rewarding. And it's been in me, it's been swirling this like, ready for the new pot, let's go, let's go. So I, of course, the universe, you know, mirrors back. When you are in the absolute vibration of something, you call in whatever is the equal vibration. So of course, who comes on my path? Miss Sherry Salata. Miss Sherry Salata is literally television royalty. She executive produced the Oprah Winfrey show and she was president of Harpo and she was president of OWN. And she said, Kathy, she says these words to me. I am gobsmacked by you. You've been given this gift. It's been four years since I left Oprah. Not in a bad way, not like I left, but like since she had left the whole Oprah empire. She's like, you're the first person that I am saying, you have it, you're doing it, let's go. So that of course is extremely significant, right? Extremely significant to me. And so begins the two of us sort of stirring the cauldron and seeing what's happening here. And you know what, my friends? I want you to understand that no matter where you are in your journey, it's the same thing. You know when Dorothy goes down the yellow brick road and there's a bunch of people and they turn out to like be not who you think they are, right? What happens with the Wizard of Oz? He's a sham, like he's got nothing, he's got no power. So as you go down the path, you start to figure out like, this looks like the Emerald City, like it looks really glitzy and awesome, but like what's really here? What's actually genuine? What's really the thing for me? And so we start moving forward and it's sometimes disheartening. Like I can imagine that when, that when Dorothy gets to the Wizard of Oz, she's a little bit bummed to hear, oh, I, I've got nothing, right? It's like, no, she wants to hear, you've worked so hard, you've come this far, you believed out there there was a shiny place and that once you would get there, that what? What would happen? That I'd be able to do some something. And what happens is, of course, he tells her to click your heels and go home. And the thing is, we've all heard this lesson over and over and over and over again, but we don't trust it. So we keep believing that someone's going to come along to save us, some prince, some shiny knight, something. And it's like, we forget that we are literally made of the energy that creates worlds. We have inside of us a sorcerer, a mystic. We are the mystic, right? We have incredible power. We have incredible power, incredible potential. 
we just have to like hold it, embrace it, unlock it, cast it, right? And then it's like, boom, boom, boom. The things that happen. Of course, as I say that, there's now a guy coming to the side of my house, mowing the lawn, which is just such a bummer. Can you guys hear that? Of course you can, right? Yeah, you're like, yeah, I can hear that. Let's, let's, let's hope that he, he leaves. Um, oh, he's not gonna leave. He's just gonna keep cutting the lawn. Um, so the thing is this. <laughs> the thing is that we have that gift and we have to use it. So what happened to me was I go and meet with a bunch of people and this is how LA is and this is the thing about LA I don't like, okay? You go to LA and you go on meeting after meeting after meeting and everybody's like, this is dazzling. OMG, get the champagne, cue the bottle service, blah, 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 blah. And then you literally feel, it's like that feeling when you go on that first date with the guy and he picks you up in the cool car and you play the music loud and there's wind in your hair and you're like, oh my God. And then you find out that he's married to someone else. No, I, that's never happened to me, thank God. But like you find out, whatever. So there's a lot of that in LA where it's like this almost perfect, right? It's like, oh my God, this is perfect, but I can't quite feel the bottom, like the groundedness of this. And then a lot of it turns out to just be like, like a mirage <laughs> or something like that. So then we have like second meetings, third meetings, and there's a lot. And, and so there's some people who get what I do, right? And they're hearing it and they're like, oh my God, I get it, I see it. You know, we want to get behind it. And then there's other people who somehow think that now is the time to like turn me into something that like I have no desire to be. And I'm like listening to this and I'm like, I, I don't want to be that. Like, I'm not Ryan Seacrest or Kelly Ripa. Like, I'm not asking to be on TV for the sake of being on TV. I want to do something meaningful. I want to Im impact people. I want to have those serious, you know, conversations that actually change the world. So it's going to be interesting to see, um, where it shakes out, but it's, it's so fascinating that the conversation always still becomes like, what's the most sticky? What's the most juicy? You're going to need an Omarosa. Where can we find that person? It's like, um, hmm. This just might not be what it is. Also, while all of that was going on and I'm trying to make sense of like who to partner with, what to choose, blah, blah, blah. There's a thing called the pandemic. And now are you guys aware? What do you think is going to happen? Tell me what your, what your bet is. Are they going to close school? Because how many of you thought in May that we were like coming out of the woods, right? I thought we were coming out of the woods. I think we're going back in the woods, like back into the woods, it feels. So we had moved to Florida, which is where I grew up um, over the last year. We actually moved here August 6th, so a year ago. And I was kind of moving here half kicking and screaming, half excited. I was half excited because at the time we had just gone through five months of being on Zoom. We had gone through five months of wiping down packages and the parks were even closed. There were ropes around the swings. Kids couldn't even be outside in LA. It was so shut down. 
So I was grateful to come to Florida. My kids did not go to school because there is a pandemic. So we hired a tutor. We went swimming. We rode bikes. We were very insular, but it was very safe. And I figured, okay, now maybe there's a choice to go back to LA. So we went back. We looked at my kids' amazing school in LA, which is project-based and creative and make, helps them be messy. It's all the things I wish I could create in a school. And I was all excited about it until literally like it's four days into being in LA and they say, um, we need to shut this down again, shut this down again. And I start thinking, I don't know if this school is actually going to be open. And this school that my kids go to in LA is so tactical and project-based there's no sitting in desks and listening to teachers. So it doesn't actually translate to Zoom at all. Um, so I'm like, okay, so you know how crazy it was for me, you guys? I had already decided to rent a house back in LA while we still have our house in Florida. And now I'm like, I don't even know if this is going to exist. Like, what am I doing? Like, what am I actually doing? Um, plus my dad is ha having a lot of health stuff and it's been really a blessing that we've been in Florida the last year because I've gotten to spend those important times. And here I was thinking I was going to like be willing to go and risk and da, da 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 for this, what's it called? Emerald City, Wizard of Oz. And we're having these sit down, finally get to work, roll up your sleeves, sign the contract meetings yesterday on Zoom. And we've had like, we had like, I was in meetings all day yesterday from 9 a.m. till 9 p.m. with all different ICM, William Moore, like all these people. And I'm just like, it feels like I'm going back in time. Like these conversations, what I get to do in my own day-to-day -day life is so much more compelling than this. Like, it's just fascinating. So, so we will see what actually happens. Um, and I'm, I know that, you know, and I get discouraged cause I'm like, gosh, just like you, I'm like, isn't there going to be a time where someone comes along and they yes. And this, and no, everything I have built, I have built by myself D I Y. And I think the beauty of that is there's, there's nothing stopping us from going right to humans now and building something and you don't need permission from someone to start a podcast and you don't need permission from someone to get what you're doing to give you space on Netflix like you can just do what you do and make an impact and surprise surprise like even with all that the the actual money that I, that they give you versus what I make doing my own thing it's not even in the same universe how much more money I make on my own so it's just been interesting. It's just been interesting and we will see. But I do feel like I'm ready for a bigger pot. The plant is ready for a bigger pot. And so I'm brewing, I'm brewing. And I'm thinking about like, what is that gonna look like? Um, the other thing you guys, and I'm being just very genuine and honest, is I my my stuff comes up when I feel bored. And so I'm wondering like if being in Florida, <laughs> It's actually good for me because maybe if I lean in to those moments where I feel bored, I'll create something new, that there'll be a breakthrough there. And I'm also thinking about how I loved, loved when I was in LA, I did five in-person retreats. They were so good. And I'm like, maybe I could have something like that outdoors, 
spend a few days at the ocean, you know, breathing beautiful air. Um, yeah, I'm thinking about that too, if I'm here. Um, and this quitters club is really exciting to me. And I'm thinking about how that can become something where the people who are in the quitters club, we start to embrace, we follow them, we feature them. We really try to create a movement now where it's like, yeah, we're, we're out like peace, like out, I'm done. And we could do some pretty cool things. And I have this idea of like making a TV show my own thing called make me a quitter and somebody gets to ring the bell at the end and be like, I'm totally out. And we see people leaving these, these jobs that feel like prisons, man-made prisms, prisms, not prism, prison. Um, you guys are so inspirational. So what do we think? Kathy Heller network. I know. Do you know what Sherry tells me? She says, Kath, you're going to make your own own. You're going to make your own Magnolia. You're going to make your own network. She keeps saying that to me. She's like, you know, so many people you can put on that network. You know, people who are already like so in their own platform, like my friend, Amy Purdy. She also says, you know, people who are up and coming who you could put. She's like, that's, that's your move. Then you say like in pretty woman when she walks in and she's like, big mistake, huge. Um, you know, yeah, because the things that they want to turn me into, you guys, not sure. Not sure I'm feeling it. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, thank you for the vote of confidence. Yeah, there ain't nothing that we can't do. That's the truth. Um, and this person, I remember hearing, you know, the story of Nelson Mandela when he's like, who's going to who's going to lead this nation? Who's going to lead this nation? And then he heard a voice inside of him like, what if I could do it? And then it's like, correct. Like when you really think about people like Dr. King or Amelia Earhart or Maya Angelou or fill in the blank, these people, they have a heart, they have hands, they have atoms running through their body, just like you. Why do we think that this other person has the power? It's like you both, we all have inside of us the source, the power that creates worlds. It swirls inside of us. And we have to open our aperture so that we can see beyond what you see with your eyes. You see crap with your eyes. You know what you see with your eyes? You see through the narrative of your false bias, of what you look for evidence of because of your bias, of what's possible, of what's here, of what's real. When you close your eyes, you can see so much further. When you take a picture, the camera sees so much more than you do. We have to open the aperture. We have to see bigger. So I love these comments. Hello from Montreal. I really hope to attend. I want to do an in-person retreat. I think we can do it outside. Um, let's, let's let this Delta variant thing, like, let's hope it kind of, you know, we'll do it though at some point. I think we can do it. We almost could do it. God, we had a window this summer. I felt like it was starting to open up. Um, yeah, move to a different climate. Our hospital system in Florida, of course, it's absolutely crazy. Um, yeah, I feel like you think October, November, we're going to start stop months. I think so too. I think that there's going to be a whole, I think there's going to be another lockdown. I think so too. It's kind of like, gosh, like everything that happens, I always feel that there's like a spiritual lesson in it. And I'm like, what's the lesson? 
like what's the big picture lesson in like why like we are being asked to slow down right like what wasn't working in the way that we've all been running and running and running like what is the lesson and i do feel like this idea of being a quitter there's some juice there you know the idea that people have re- had a chance to pause and reflect on their life and say what really matters who really matters where do i really want to be those are important questions and i think you're going to start seeing communities popping up in like athens georgia and outside of nashville and people are going to return to a little bit more of like small town life which probably will do a whole lot of good for the future generations um yeah and being looking to be present so Anyways, uh, do you guys have any questions? I mean, I don't know why I would think that you do, but about anything, can I be supportive? Are you going through something? Do you have something that's going on for you that's like feeling really heavy that maybe I can help with? Like some limiting belief or something that's not working or some setback. If you want, you can type it in. Um, but I came on here with my coffee. I had been a little bit jet lagged. So I was like waking up on LA. I was waking up in Florida time, but I was like still in LA time. So I was like waking up at six. So it was really 3 a.m. Right. So I wasn't getting a lot of sleep. So this morning I slept till eight. I never do that. I had my coffee. I put on this robe and I was like, Hey, I want to talk to you. You guys are my favorite, my favorite place to go anytime. Um, Oh, I love that. Steph says, just let us know. We can try to show ideas for your network. I love that. I could just feel that if I put out a casting call, oh my God, we'd have the coolest people with the coolest stories. It's like, we don't need your stinking, what are are the badges? We can make our own badges. Um, Megan says, this podcast I launched and made you do this is really giving me upper limit issues. Holy cow. Megan, can everybody just clap for Megan? Whenever, whenever you see a person who's willing to go to the edge and do something, that is life. That is literally being alive in the game of life. And you meeting your upper limit, how awesome. Because now you're going to have a breakthrough. What about it is giving you the upper limit issues? I think one thing that comes up before you even answer is, Holy crap. What does it mean to let myself be visible, to put my truth out there, to put my, myself out there? I mean, think about the secondary gain when we don't show up. Well, nobody can reject me if I don't show up. Well, I don't have to deal with the fact that I'm constantly critical of what I'm doing and second guessing myself if I don't show up. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, if you don't show up and you're not visible, you can avoid, right? You can avoid it. But what's the power? It's like, but if you do show up, what do you start to practice? You start to flex the muscle of maybe all the things that they say about me matter a little bit less than me being authentic. Maybe every day I'm being given a choice between belonging and being authentic constantly all day long. But what if I kept choosing authenticity? What if what Alphaba said is true in Wicked, Defying Gravity, she says, if that's love, well, that comes at way too high a cost. 
What if we started to 100% come clean and say, I don't want the kind of love that is only earned with little ways that I abandon myself all day long. How about no? How about I'm going to be true and then potentially call in the people who will be willing to love me anyway or people who actually are a lot more meant for me, right? There's seven and a half billion, almost eight billion people. I think that we can find our humans. And I think we've all spent a lot of time not even giving the people in our life the opportunity for true intimacy because there's a lot of abandoning of who we are. And that's an exciting thing to just start to say, here I am. Here's the truth. Um, I'm about, Roseanne said, I'm about to do my first live workshop and I'm so scared. Any tips? I'll give you a few tips. First of all, when you do a workshop, remember this. We think that we have to do so much. We think that in order to do a workshop, you need a fancy PDF, you need like a 90 page PDF, you need 17 pieces of information that they walk away with, you need to walk on your knees for miles and miles in the desert. This is what we're conditioned to think. So I wanna say something to you. The biggest thing that people always want is to feel seen, is to feel connected. So instead of feeling that you need to give a ton of information, Remember that what we see in the data is that the number one reasons why reason why workshops and courses fail is because there's too much information. What people are constantly seeking is an actual transformation. Information is everywhere. It's on YouTube. It's in books. They can get it for free. They can get it for $10. People know those books. They're sitting on their shelves. They're packed with information. What they actually want is they want something done. They want it to done list. So I would say going into a workshop, think about how you're going to facilitate the creating of safe space, number one, even if it's a workshop that teaches Japanese, even if it's a workshop that teaches cooking, it doesn't have to be a therapeutic thing, but people still want those moments of like feeling connection with everybody else, feeling heard. You ask them like type of this in the chat, type of that in the chat. Let's just start by getting to know each other. Three things about me. I love sushi. My favorite show is this. Like, let's get some connection going and then pair it back. Teach them three quick things and then give them time to reflect on that stuff, to integrate that stuff. And again, sandwich it at the end with something that makes them feel a little successful that they can connect, they can answer, they can share. Maybe even put them in a breakout group if it's on Zoom, if it's in a real person live thing, put them in little breakouts so they can talk to each other, give them time to process, right? When we learn stuff, we learn best by having time to process. So that's a couple tips for workshops. And then at the end of a workshop, definitely, especially if it's free, you want to have the, the confidence, you want to have the courage, and you want to have the love for other people to offer the next thing. And so you want to stand and claim what you just created and say at the end, if you want the next thing, and then give them a very clear 
call to action about what the next thing is. Is it a three-day workshop? Is it a four-hour workshop? How much does it cost and how can they enroll? And give them a little bit of urgency to make a decision by a certain time and to sign up by a certain time and perhaps offer them a bonus that if they sign up for a certain time, they're going to get that bonus as well because it helps people make decisions when we know when we have to make the decision by. It helps people make decisions when they feel that they get extra value. And so those are really helpful things that every business I know that's successful does because it's just a way to be even more generous to helping people to be decisive. Um, next question. I feel stuck. I'm over my job and I have no idea how to get out of there. You should join the Quitters Club. I'm not joking. The Quitters Club is the least expensive thing I've ever offered. You can watch it on your own time. You don't have, made to do this is $4,000. Made to do this is 12 weeks. You don't have to invest that to join the Quitters Club. You can do things on your own time. You can start watching these incredible sessions that I have done with workbooks that will help you. Plus you can then use the money you spend on the Quitters Club to apply towards made to do this if you ever want to do that. Um, unable to find the thing I want to do, doing many things at once. So here's what I'm going to tell you. And my friend Susie Moore said this to me the other day and I posted on Instagram. When it comes to decisions, what do you want to do? Where do you want to live? What do you want to wear? Where do you want to have your 10th anniversary party? When it comes to decisions, make the decision and then make the decision right. Line up your energy with the decision because there are several things that would be enormously serving to you. We stay in this analysis paralysis because it's scary to make a decision. At the end of the day, the worst thing is not making the decision. <clears throat> My friend Christy Wright will say, when it comes to which thing should you do for a living, which hobby should you choose to start to making into profit, Stop putting it on this pedestal of the Messiah. Pick something. Pick the thing that's easiest to start. Pick the thing that feels the most fun. Pick the thing that you already have a little momentum around. And eventually, you can always pivot into the other thing. Life is in pencil. Pencils have erasers. But start something. Go all in. Learn how to make the most of something because it will give you then everything you need, <clears throat> even if you decide to pivot. Do you have trouble keeping your eye on the prize? I'm finding that slipping lately. Keeping my eye on the prize. Here's the thing about the prize. The way that it works is we're swimming in abundance. There is only abundance. We create scarcity. We're swimming in well-being. There is only well-being. We create the disease. The prize is when you get out of this little dance that we all do so often all the time, this program, your brain is running a program. It's like software. And plays all day, every day. And it focuses on the tiniest, tiniest, most negative, most physical, most mundane, most sort of counter to everything that's going on in the universe 
thing. When you pull back, when you get out of the thinking brain, when you get into the feeling, it's right there. That's the prize. So the more you breathe into that, then you pull the prize right to you. The more you are steadfast, breathing in, aligned with, being a lightning rod for, feeling the flow of abundance, love, kindness, compassion, open-heartedness, and you're literally just like able to go close your eyes and feel it, the feeling of that pulls it towards you, pulls it towards you, pulls it towards you. You won't believe what comes into your life. I have a cousin who is just such a master of seeing the good and being good, seeing the good and being good. Do you know that people constantly just give her stuff? They're like, hey, I had an Aston Martin. I don't want any more. You want it? Hey, you want to come on this trip? Hey, the opera, like she's at every party. She's doing all the things. She fosters kids. She's at, and she's always taken care of. And I was sitting with this woman the other day. My daughter takes horseback riding lessons. I'm sitting with this woman who, who told me her father was a ambassador in France at, at a certain point for the UN, whatever. And she grew up with all of this stuff. And then she went to a really good prep school. And then she made all this money and she worked hard and blah, 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 blah. She goes, I started working in the quantum. I shifted everything. I quit my job. I started to just breathe in. I started to just feel good energy. I started to just like a cauldron, like constantly stir the, the energy pot. And she goes, I started to just work the land, like literally get up every day, grow my garden, feel good, feel good, do good, take care of my kids. And she goes, do you know how well that pays? I go, what do you mean? She goes, no, do you know how well it pays? She goes, out of nowhere, uh, I got this incredible inheritance. Out of nowhere, I got this incredible opportunity. Out of nowhere, my husband and I were flown to this thing, made friends with a person we met <clears throat> at a hotel in Greece who we didn't know we were going to meet. Turns out this, turns out that. We started doing these things with that person. The synchronicity, the synchronicity right? It's insane. So... In any case, whether or not you want to go all into the quantum, if you want to let all that go, just let it go. That's fine. That might be too like, woo. But what I am saying is the prize is it is here. When I was studying mindfulness at UCLA, I'm talking about this is as sterile of an environment. This is not woo woo. This is like college campus scientists looking at data. They see it in the data that people can sit down in a room, they can put an fMRI, they can measure people's heart and brain, and they can watch how people literally change their immune system with their thoughts, literally change their energy. They can now measure energy. The prize is right here. And when we disconnect from this constant battle and we go into this yummy, awesome, abundant, transformative, life-giving uh, exhale, you are sitting in the prize, you feel the prize, you are the prize, and then the downloads come and you're like, I'm going to do this. I want to call this person. I feel excited about this. I know what I'm going to make. I know what I'm going to say. And you don't need to be an expert. You don't need someone to come and give you a stamp of some permission. You just start to, you just start to get in alignment. So, so there's that. How to shift out of the fear of getting the process right, not taking steps out of fear. 
Here's the thing. I posted this the other day because Donald Miller, he's a friend of mine. He's just so brilliant. He said, fear talks us into such a boring life. But Liz Gilbert says it well, too. She says, fear is so boring. It's so boring. Fear is so boring. What what good comes from that? It's like, okay, it's safe. Yeah. You know what it is? It's not you. It's called part of our fight or flight nervous system. Okay. Just so you know, what's built into every human in the fight or flight nervous system, in that sort of like thing that we do, when that kicks on fight or flight, the first thing that we want is certainty. So this is just something good to keep in mind. If you are looking for certainty, you might not be in alignment with your highest self. You might be in fight or flight, okay? Because the fight or flight response is looking for certainty. When that deer hears gunshots, that deer, all of its energy goes to its extremities, its pupils dilate, the heart is racing, it's looking for safety. It needs certainty. There are no gunshots right now. You're not the deer. You can be allowing your body to be in a state of repair and restoring. And when you are in that place and your parasympathetic nervous system, everything slows down, everything calms down, you actually step into the place where you crave uncertainty. Think of it this way. Every dream you've ever dreamed, every movie you've ever loved, there was an element of something happens that feels transcendent, magical, expansive. And it always comes after the person is willing to step into something unknown. So when we're not in fight or flight, we feel safe enough to wander into the forest. Moana feels safe enough to go after the horizon. And every single day we have this paradox because we crave that horizon and everything we watch, we want to feel that horizon. And then as soon as we go to take a step towards that horizon, the fight or flight that kicks on, the cortisol shoots up and we're frozen like that deer. But there are no gunshots. You're not in the woods. The hunter's not right behind you. So this is the moment to walk towards the horizon, right? And so much of what happens is we just keep anticipating the gunshots and we keep anticipating the deer, you know, that moment when really we may have experienced something like that in the past. There may have been a tiger sometime in the past that we had to escape from, but there's no tiger in the living room right now. There's no tiger listening to your podcast right now. And even if there is a tiger listening to your podcast, there's like a a million ways in which you're already safe from that tiger. So you, you have to get this. Your body doesn't know the difference. If your body if your brain spits out cortisol to your cells, your body becomes in control and your body won't know the difference between it, something you just thought and then literally chemically felt and something that's real. So you have to train your body. You have to train your body to not give you that cortisol injection all the time because 
when that stress hormone kicks in, your body goes, oh, here we go, forget it, right? That's the thing. Have you ever noticed how simple creatures we are? Like my kids, if they haven't eaten or they haven't slept enough, I can count down the seconds till there's like a meltdown. And then if I like shove a banana in their mouth or I somehow get them to sleep, they're nicer afterwards, right? We're simple too. You have a chemical running through you all the time. I mean, if you have a menstrual cycle, you know what I'm talking about, right? It's like three days before you're like, oh, forget it. It's all, forget it. You're just like, you just, something's going on, right? It's chemical. So that's happening constantly. And the thing is that we have a lot more control over that than we think. And so you've got to give yourself, you've got to give yourself the gift of using your tools to overcome that and flood yourself with the feelings of dopamine and serotonin by breathing into the feeling of possibility, breathing into what's in the field right now, breathing into expansion, breathing into heart and mind coherence, breathe into that. And then your body will let go of that cortisol a little bit and you'll have more strength and more courage to take that step, to write that email, to do that podcast. And it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. The tiger's not going to come and chew you up. Um, you made my Friday. Uh, Dr. Jack, I love your stuff. Judith says, a sudden dip in my drive to continue working on my new business. What do I do? Here's the thing, Judith. We all hit the dip. We all hit the dip. What I tell my students in Made to Do This, and maybe you're in Made to Do This, so you know, but what I tell my students is, I want you to anticipate the dip. It's coming. It's coming. I'm sure Will Smith hits a dip too, right? So the question is, what does the dip teach us about ourselves? And often when you hit the dip, you'll notice that you have a familiar way of responding when things don't go well. What comes up? What do you know that you're going to hear yourself say, oh, forget it. I knew I wasn't enough anyway. I knew it wouldn't work out. Things never work out. Whatever all that garbage is. How about anticipate the dip and know that the dip is part of every journey, every adventure. You know, have that, have you ever been on a road trip? where you're on your way from where you are to where you want to go and you're not going to need gas. You're going to run out of gas, but you anticipate it. You're not going, what's wrong with this car? You're like, I got to go refuel. Let's go. Right. You don't, you don't not keep going. You just go refuel, but you know, the dip is coming. You look at the, you know, you're going from here to the smoky mountains and you're like, all right, we're going to need to refuel at least twice. Of course you are. You're going to run out of gas. So what can you do to insert the fact that you're going to refuel? And what can you anticipate are going to be the things that help you that actually create the dip? Is it going to be rejection that you know if you get rejected? It's like, how about you take my friend Kelsey Murphy's uh, words? And she says, for every 10 no's, she wants one yes. So unless she gets 10 no's in a day, she stays. So if she gets six no's, even if she gets the one yes, she wants four more no's, and then that day she'll get two yeses. She doesn't want to stop unless she gets 10 no's. My, my friend Noah Kagan says that 
he he's an entrepreneur and he invests in all of these startups and and everything else and he said that when he goes into Starbucks or Old Navy or anywhere he always says to the cashier can i have a 10% discount and they look at him like what what are you talking about um what do you mean and he just says oh could i can i just have a 10% good discount and he says that nine times out of 10 they go no but once in a while they're like okay he says he doesn't do it for the 10% off. He does it to practice tolerating rejection. He says I literally need practice getting told no and being like, "That's cool." So he goes and does it everywhere he goes. Like, "Hey, can I get 10% off?" And people are like, "No." And he's like, "Okay, cool, thanks." And he's like, "Ah, so good. It's so good. It's so good when they say no cuz I like I guess I, he's like, I'm so over people saying no to me. I'm so desensitized to it. I'm like, say no, say no, say no. And then he goes, it's so insane because one every out of every 10 people goes, okay. And he's like, cool. I just got 10% off. I didn't even care. He says, I do it to practice being rejected. I want to learn how to tolerate it so that I can do all the bigger things I need to do in my life. So that when I go to a venture capitalist and ask for $6 million, it's fine when they say no. Like that's the spirit. That's the stuff, right? We are not fragile. We think that we are. We can handle someone not buying our offer. Do you know how many people say no to me? Way more than people who say yes, right? I I have I think we have like 23 million downloads now of the podcast. How many of those people do you think come and write a review or buy my class? or do whatever, mostly none, except there's a group that does. So I don't focus on it. I just expect it and it's fine. It's really fine. That's the way the world mostly works. I mean, I follow and enjoy tons of stuff that I don't take action around for so many reasons, right? That's just part of it. It's just part of it. You're going to have fans and then you're gonna have super fans and then you're gonna have people who are just kind of like looky lose and lukewarm and then you're gonna have people who like don't love what you do and it's all part of the continuum and that's just how it's gonna be right that's just how it's gonna be um okay i'm looking at more comments loving these comments uh natalia says can you tell us about your ongoing upcoming workshops programs so i'll tell you so I love that. Kathy, you're an amplifier. I love that. Hi, Franny. I know. Made to do this is so good this round. Yes. Um, high vibe co-work. I had serious imposter overwhelming anxiety this morning. It's just my, yeah, brains are doing some gnarly things. Um, she says I'm here for all of it. Love it. Uh, Megan, I'm so glad that that was helpful. So here's what I'm going to tell you. Somebody said, can you tell us about my programs? So my main signature program, it's called Made to Do This. I want to change the name to Made to Quit This. I want you guys to quit your jobs and go do what you're made to do. I want you to quit sitting it out. We'll see about that. But anyway, that signature program comes around two to three times a year. This year, we offered it twice, once in January, once in June. We're not doing it again in the fall. So we'll do it again in 2022. I basically do things when I have the bandwidth and that's the bottom line. So we'll do that again in January, I think. Meanwhile, the other thing that's happening is this coming Monday and Tuesday, you guys, I'm live. Don't keep your day job live. We're doing a two-day summit. 
It's normally an expensive ticket. You get a ticket for free if you join the Quitters Club. We decided let's create the Quitters Club. Let's make a space for people to ring the bell, quit their job, count down to quitting their job, and actually move on to the life that you've been dreaming of waking up to. So in order to do that, you go to kathyhow.com slash quitter. The Quitters Club is some of my best stuff that you get to watch on your own time. You can DIY it. There's amazing workshops in there like the ditch your day job workshop, how to ditch your day job. What are the steps to take? There's the confidence code, which helps you break down and break through imposter syndrome. There's incredible classes on how to choose your passion, which one it is. You're going to hear from Christy Wright and Allison Bird. It's an amazing package of things. Plus, you're going to get to be part of this community just for the quitters where there's going to be extra cool content for people who are in there. And we're going to celebrate people when they ring the bell and quit. And we're going to celebrate people as they're getting close to quitting with having sort of business warming parties and getting people what they need and supporting and celebrating. So all of that is super cool. Plus, if that wasn't cool enough, whatever money you spend on the Quitters Club, you can apply it towards made to do this. So that really kind of means you're like getting a a discount on the upcoming made to do this and you're getting a head start. So if you want to join it, go to kathyhell.com slash quitter because I think it's going to just be fantastic. Um, yes, yes, yes. Um, and this coming Monday, Tuesday, you get a free ticket when you join the quitters club. I will be live for two days live pouring into you for two days. And if you can't make it to any of those sessions in the two days, you can get the recording. It's all just so good. This layers and layers of good. Um, breathe in. I said, Debbie, breathe into the feeling of abundance and expansiveness and this field of possibility. You're swimming in the field. There's a field all around you. I wish you could see what you could decide to link into, to choose into. Ah, it's kind of, think of it this way with consciousness. Think of like when you're looking at a, a, a creek. Okay. And there's little pools, little whirlpools, right? In the creek, there's like a, this bubbling up over here. And there's another little area where the water is circling a rock. And there's another little area where the water is doing this little dance. That's what's happening in the field, right? Like, I know it looks like we're physical, but we all know that only a part of us is physical. So every single person, really, there's the non-physical part of us. That's the swimming little swirl of consciousness. And it all kind of touches right and move and and sort of flows into each other because it's more like a stream because it's not really like separate rocks it's more like the non-physical part of us is more like a stream and there's little whirlpools of different like different like parts of that stream and so in the field all around us is all the different the different stuff that's in this field that you can't see with your eyes, but you can feel it, right? It's like certain places have energy, right? New York City has an energy. There's a buzz there for sure. And then Sedona, Arizona has a different energy, right? But in the, in the energetic realm, so if you looked at that, like on a, on a, 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 a sort of like a map, you would kind of see how they all kind of flow, right? In different areas. Um, and there's different streams and different ways that that all, it's like, it's like wind more than it is like physical something. So you're swimming in this river where there's all these different currents. And so why not flow into that pocket right there where there's a little bit more momentum, a little higher frequency, a little higher vibration instead of choosing 
this lower vibration over here and this like smaller door, the smaller possibility. It's like you have a whole day ahead of you. Why don't you choose the biggest, most fun, exciting, creative possibility? Why choose something that's not expansive and exciting? Choose into it. See what happens. Change your frequency. See what comes back. See what, it's like a boomerang. See what starts being, it's like a magnet. What do you start to magnetize towards you when you're just emitting a different kind of frequency, right? And this is just kind of how it is. You see it, you feel it. People walk in the room, you kind of feel this person's energy is heavy, this person's shut down, this person's alive, this person's really infectious, this person's really got something cool going on, this person for some reason feels really stuck, really negative, right? You can feel it. So that's that's a lot of then what they create in their life. Their your your personality, your mood, your vibe is creating your reality, right? It just is. It's just that's not woo woo. That's literally how we interact with each other. So what if we connected into something super high vibe, super expansive, the thing that makes you feel woof, super electrified? What would you do today? What would you think about today? Who would you talk to? How would you talk to them? How would they talk back to you? What things would happen, right? These are the things that we get to start to play with. So, so it's a cool, it's a cool experiment because what's happening is all the time what you're being shown is this three dimensional physical, scary. I mean, God, can we just like comment on the nonstop way that we are being put into fight or flight right now? The nonstop, nonstop, nonstop fear drain, right? It's like it, we're aware. We're aware of what's going on, right? We're, we're, we're in, we're in this season, right? We know there's a thing. There's stuff going on, right? We got it. But what? else can we start to hear about or learn about that's going to help us to actually be able to overcome and be our healthiest and have the strongest immune system? You know what that's going to be? Not constantly giving your body cortisol injections with the uh, fear, right? It's like, let's, let's, let's see if we can, uh, let's see if we can breathe into a higher vibration. Let's see if we can, you know, what boosts your immune, immune I can't say the word. I mean, it boosts your immunity when you're uh, feeling good, when you feel love, compassion, when you feel um, it actually gives your body immunoglobulin A. Your body knows how to fight things, right? So let's do that too, right? Let's all be safe and let's let's do the things that keep each other safe. And then on top of it, what are the other things that we can do to really raise our immunity, raise our vibration and keep us feeling, you know, what's really good for your immune system, feeling enthusiastic, feeling inspired, feeling loving for other people. Do you know what's really hard on your immune system? Feeling scared, right? It drains, it fatigues your body. Your body can't be in a state of repair when it's constantly scared. So, and, and this is a lesson for any time. But especially now, right? Especially now you need to like, you need to, I just wish more people would talk about other things that would be really helpful for us. Um, you know, we, it would be great if not only do they tell you to, to do certain things that are going to help you, but they also say, let's start a campaign 10 minutes a day. Encourage your friends to sit down and meditate. Encourage your friends to take that vitamin C. Encourage your friends to put some vitamin D on their face. Get outside, you know, safely and 
encourage your friends to dream and to write some poetry and play guitar and what are the things that we've found in science that actually move our energy in the best way and flush our system of toxins let's learn how to do those things let's do that too let's do that too let's remind ourselves that our immune system it is built to help us and we need to help it right so anyways lots of things lots of things to say i love you guys this was such an awesome morning so what are you gonna do you're gonna go to kathyheller.com slash quitter and you're gonna go take a look at it go take a look at that gorgeous sales page that my team made they are so talented colleen you are a genius go take a look at it and then you will sign up and you will get a two-day ticket to monday and tuesday i'll be with you monday and tuesday with so many incredible women talking about business talking about all this juicy stuff we just talked about, talking also about creating podcasts that are successful, talking about finding your gifts and stepping into your purpose. Yes, that's coming Monday and Tuesday. You'll get a free ticket to that. You'll get all these incredible workshops and you'll be part of the Quitters Club so that you very soon can ring the bell and say, I did it. I'm, and this is you voting for the insurance policy that you're actually going to do it. Okay. I love you guys. Go to kathyhow.com slash quitter. Let me know if you have any questions. You can DM me if you have any questions, but thank you for totally making my day. This was such a, such a joy.